Everybody and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, a Star Wars episode, and it is episode 276, where me and my man Matt are going to be going through a IDW book. Odd, huh? It is the Star Wars Adventure Smugglers Run number two. We ended up doing number one a couple months ago on our Patreon as a Patreon-only deal during an annuals week, and here we are. To do it here on the regular feed I hope everybody enjoys it It's a Greg Rucka story That was translated into a two-part comic But before we go off to that Let me tell you where you can find us Go over to our Twitter at WS Marvel Comics Follow us, we'll follow you back Also go to our website WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com Reviews, previews, and news And then go to our Patreon Patreon.com slash WeirdScience Where you can get a bunch of shows Including a new bonus Star Wars show where me and my man Pete from NYC are going through the 2015 Jason Aaron Star Wars on uh, the Patreon. And you can listen to that and a bunch of other Marvel comics things, DC, indie, manga, all that stuff. But go over and check us out at patreon.com slash Weird science, but without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Star Wars podcast. And I'm here with Matt. How you doing, Matt? Pretty good. And this is one of those weeks we're not going to have Star Wars books in the next couple weeks, and so instead of you know taking off and relaxing, we are going to do what we started when we had an annuals month back in, I don't know, it was like November or something, December, where we ended up having that extra week. And we did the first part of Star Wars Adventure Smugglers Run mm-hmm. on our Patreon. When we have an annuals month, uh, we end up that last week, the fifth week of the month, we end up having everything on the Patreon. I'm, I'm going into detail because that's what is coming up as well. Uh, March is another annuals month, so we'll be able to be doing that. But because of that, and it was a weird week, and annuals week, a lot of times not a lot comes out anyway, especially Mm -hmm. DC. Marvel's a little different, but we didn't get a Star Wars book, so we ended up doing Smuggler's Run. It comes out from IDW. If you're not aware, it is an adaptation of a Greg Rucka novel, and we enjoyed it. We actually had some yep. fun with it enough that we said when we get another time where there's no books, we'll do the second part. Now, when I said that originally, didn't know this was the last part. <laughs> and then when I ended up finishing reading this, I thought, huh, that's a weird way to end. You, you kind of, it's almost as if the story just gets started and, and then it does end. But yep. the art's great. The art's incredible. I love any time in this book. If you want to see, one of the best drawn Millennium Falcons. It, it's in this. It's so cool. The it's details yeah. and stuff. It actually, when it's sitting in the hangar in this a couple of days, it just reminded me of the toy just sitting there. And, and uh, yeah, it's really good. You get a lot of it's Han and Chewbacca and you get good Han and Chewbacca. There, there's one line that you get in here that, you know, maybe it is something that Han says a lot, but it, it kind of made me like, huh, he's going to laugh it up for, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But it, it works, and the, the thing's going on. But it is written by Greg Rucka originally, Alec Worley, 
doing the translation. It says, an art by Ingo Romling uh, by IDW came out January 27th. It is six bucks in the U.S. here, five ninety nine. So it is a, a pricey deal. And it's an oversized issue, but not as oversized as we thought, because you even got a hold of me and said, I'm going to need a little bit. I mean, it's, yeah. it's almost 50 pages. <laughs> you wanted to sit down, really, you know, dig in. Yeah, there's an added bonus at the end, in quotes, of the solo movie adaptation. So it really is only 30-some pages. It's not as big as we thought. So Mm -hmm. for six bucks, it almost seems like the last one was longer, and then they needed to maintain that page The size of it, yeah. And and charge the same. It kind of did seem a little bit of a dupe. But Mm -hmm. after the Battle of Yavin, Han Solo and Chewbacca intended to use their reward to settle their debts. But Princess Leia asked them to accept the secret mission for the Resistance, Mortal Dangers, Treacherous enemies and thorny situations mark the path of these two heroes of the Star Wars saga. And what you're getting here is kind of what you got in the first issue of the Jason Aaron uh, Star Wars deal. You end up after the Battle of Yavin, you want to end up having a story that you have to show how Han gets stuck being a rebel. Like Mm -hmm. he wants out. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. no doubt about it. He is out. You know, you end up having Luke there. Well, they get the medals, but he's out. He's got to pay his deal. And so in these stories, it's always that somebody then knows him and his name. And and that's what we see in this issue, especially because we end up having Commander Beck, who <laughs> is pretty cool. We said in the first issue. She's yeah, she's a, a woman who has a cybernetic eye <laughs> and does not care who dies as long as she ends up like she is a person who if she says you're going to do something and then five other things come up of like oh my god well we didn't think of this ahead of time but if you do this crap's going to go real wrong she doesn't care she doesn't care it's whatever she said at first that's her order and you're going to follow it yeah and you see it and and seriously do you think i i know that tie fighter (laughs) pilots might be a little bit less expendable than regular stormtroopers, but the idea of stormtroopers or TIE fighter pilots getting killed because they're collateral damage, it's not going to affect anyone, right? I, yeah. I actually never really thought of the idea, and that it's kind of a brilliant deal with Star Wars where you do end up having the good guys killing people constantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are kill, but they're just these robot-looking, st- like the stormtroopers. If every time one of the stormtroopers got shot, they took off their helmet, and we're crying. I think we'd have a different idea. Uh, yeah, of they everything look like robots. You just blast them away. Yeah, you just blast them. They are just mooks. They're there to be shot and taken down. Yeah. So when you end up having the situation where, like, you know, the commander, commander back is like, you know, you have to do this. But but the TIE fighter pilots, they'll die. You're like, really? Like, you really think that this is a problem here? Uh, but I did like huh. to see at least somebody in the Empire has a heart. I mean, there's one guy who's there. Uh, but, yeah, she plays out pretty well because pretty much she's kind of the Darth Vader in mm-hmm. this. You, you mm-hmm. need that person who is – and we always have that. We have Zara in the in the new stuff, and we have all mm-hmm. these things going on. Um but even when she's like, I want them alive. I mean, there's half the time she talks. I wonder if she says it in the Darth Vader voice as well. <laughs> but you end up where the big thing here was that Han and Chewie were going to get 
this lieutenant, this lieutenant in the rebellion. They had to get him, get him out of there. He's going to be captured. He's and if he's captured, they pretty much spell out. You get captured, you get interrogated, you get beat up, and then you get executed. executed and yeah. yeah, so you're going to have to get this guy. And again, there's little points in this where I think Han is about to say, like, I'm part of the rebellion, you jerk. Because to this guy and to everybody else, I guess at this point after, you know, the Death Star got blown up, Han isn't fully a a rebel yet. Mm -hmm. He just wants out. Him and Chewbacca, they're still looked at as smugglers. They're still looked at as freelance, all that stuff. And this, why I like it is you kind of get the idea of, first off, Han's bad, badass. Right. He's mm-hmm. a great pilot. He ends up, Incredible but also pilot, yeah. you're getting those little bits of him, you know, becoming a rebel that we know that he will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you end up with this starting out where you do get his contact. And I liked her too. Uh, is it Delia, right? Is, I think Delia, yeah. Yeah, Delia. That. And yeah. I liked her because it was a Star Wars esque thing. Han just showed up in the first issue. She has a bar that's a ship, you know, mm-hmm. things like that, and goes in, oh, man, you show your face here, Solo. You owe me this. You owe me that. But you always end up where Han, everybody's pissed at Han, no always. matter what. <laughs> but, boy, everybody loves him still. I mean, she is there where she could just sell out Han. Like, why would it matter, really? But in the stores deal, there's always that history that people have with characters and things like that. Yep. But also you want to set her up. As a, as a good person who won't sell Han out until they're going to kill her, her friend. I mean, she has no choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to go within the here and now. Mm-hmm. And pretty much it's Han who she may, you know, think is the greatest guy ever. But he does kind of screw everybody over and things like that. And what is happening is 100% his fault. Why mm-hmm. While they're there with this commander back and they're about to be tortured and interrogated, possibly killed. And so you end up where, you know, she finally does say, because she tries to lie, but they can tell she's lying about that. Oh, he's just going around shopping. shopping. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 he's lying. And uh, then, okay, well, actually, he went to go get somebody and they find out. Now, you end up having that IG unit there mm-hmm. with that weird mouth that really throws me off. Yeah, uh, but do you like seeing an IG unit counting down with his fingers? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, dude. I don't I, know. It's a little weird. Yeah, you know what I mean. It seemed weird. Like, okay, you got five seconds, and just seeing an IG unit like two. Well, I'm like, I don't know if I like that. I, it what about the look weird. at the page before when he has his legs look like they're crossed over? Like, he's yeah, yeah, he's he's just casually and relaxing. <laughs> this guy. He's IG relax, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. IG sixty nine, dude. Maybe there that you go. that's not yep. proper. Um, but yeah, he's there, and I'm telling you, just he looks horrific with that mouth there. Zipper yeah. mouth. And, yeah, what is that? Is it like a can opener? Is that what he needs? Why does he need a mouth anyway? He's an IG unit. He, he ain't eating. He nope. ain't drinking Sunny D. What does he <laughs> need that for? But you end up in a cool deal too, where I thought it was neat because she says, okay. He's off getting somebody. And and then, you you know, pretty much if this was the movie, you do a swipe. And then mm-hmm. it's very similar to the solo movie with that, you know, speeder they're in going through the town and stuff. And I, I actually thought that looked and it looked I'm going to say all along. It looks awesome. This this book has such a cool look overall yeah. that each panel and we talk about it in the regular. You know, yeah, that's what I was going to say. We yeah. talk about it a lot in the regular podcast and I talk about it even in the Marvel and DC stuff. 
the backgrounds to me when you don't have backgrounds and we just did a thing on the Patreon with Rob Liefeld. Zero no backgrounds. backgrounds. Yeah. It ends up, number one, you better really be kicking butt with the actual art then if you have no backgrounds. But the backgrounds make everything just so full. And it gives it that cinematic look. And, I mean, I'm telling you, they're just going around a corner at points. And you have, you know, trash bots and a trash bot. Like, such good stuff. That There's a good sense of to- motion like when, oh, yeah. when, they're, when they're moving oh, through. Yeah. And and even gets the idea that these speeders will kick up dirt mm-hmm. and rocks as they go. So you have that like hue right near it. It's so good. And and actually what really goes and you know, we could go on and on, the idea of the speeder engines actually being accented with the exhaust because of the dirt and the dust kicked off is so well played that when you see it, it just it makes sense. And you yeah. go, oh, man, that's cool. And they're going. You get the idea. They're really hurrying up without having to say, oh, my God, we better go. We better get there. Well, Dahlia has actually told them where they have to go. And they go to this old hotel. They end up going up. And it's to me, that's, uh, you know, Star Wars, but also Blade runner ask, mm-hmm. which is funny with, with Han Harrison Han. Ford here. And they go and they find this guy. And this guy has no idea. I'm seriously, I'm waiting for Han at any point to say, listen, buddy, (laughs) I'm Han Solo. I ended up, I was the one that shot Darth Vader, you know, or actually the other TIE fighter that hit Darth Vader. Like, if it wasn't for me, that damn Luke Skywalker wouldn't have blown up the Death Star. I'm part of this. I got a medal. He's just like, what are you doing? You let, as they go in IG-80 or IG, that IG unit shows up. And you you brought bounty hunters. You brought the Empire. It just goes down the line because an alarm goes off and it shuts everything down, locks everything down. Now, they came up in an elevator. They can't go down the elevator, but it also locked the door to get to the stairs. And Chewbacca is working to, at first, hotwire it, it seems. He's like, just rip it off, dude. He's like, we don't have time. You're a (laughs) Wookiee. Rip it off. I mean, we remember when you were playing chess with those robots and I said that you rip people. Yeah, just open yeah. the door. He's yelling. And, uh, yeah, and, and it really plays out. A lot of times you might overdo it or whatever, but it plays out the, the Chewbacca Han Solo back and forth so well mm-hmm. because it pretty much, if, if we went back right now and, and the original trilogy at least, and we went back, how many times, percentage-wise, when they are talking, are they arguing? And Chewbacca's just saying crap to Han because it's got to be 95%. Yeah, they the don't just time. sit there. and It's always crap talk with Han. What do you mean? You know, all that. And it plays out really well it's funny. as you get this lieutenant, you know, rebellion lieutenant here, uh, just like, come on, we got to get going. Uh, we're going to die. Don't you have a plan? Like all that classic stuff. And what I really like, too, is they really go through with the sound in this. Obviously, yeah. you're not going to get the sound. Ba, ba, so ba, ba, when ba, I thought that, oh, yeah, I thought the page where the IG unit comes That's out. That's incredible. Yeah, it's so good, this page. And yeah. what they end up doing is putting the sound of the shots in mm-hmm. to actually really give you the sense that they have nowhere to move. Because you could say, oh, my way. God, what? Yeah. yeah, why are these sound things you're like blocking it no that that shows you that it is so loud and so cramped in there with these shots that they're gonna get shot if they don't get through that door and it's really really good Chewy. i was expecting what's that chewy's back there hardwiring the i know look at him <laughs> he's seriously like, mm. like don't do that let's go and finally yeah. he opens Rips it up it. and then i like too that they uh 
you know, these bounty hunters, they actually, and the bounty hunters that are, you know, there uh, with the Empire, all that stuff going on, they end up uh, knowing the back door. This isn't going to trick them, but you have one of the snoots. Those he doesn't jerks. stand a chance, this guy. No. And, and what I like, too, is you show Chewie just ripping that door apart. And then, and then he goes, and Han's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're aware of your strong. Like, he's bragging now. Yeah. Like, did you see how strong I was? And then you end up where he's like, we saw you, Chewie. You saw you, this snoot face. He gets hit and thrown through a wall by Chewbacca where you mm-hmm. have that classic scene where it's a bar. You know, you end up having the robot bartender guy sitting there drunk, probably brand in there. And all of a sudden, this this bounty hunter crashes through, smashes into a table. It's just their door on top of them, all that stuff. And then you have, you know, the, the Lieutenant Han and Chewbacca walk through. Nobody moves. It's just that's normal stuff here, yeah. but it's so good. And then you end up having Lieutenant. He is strong <laughs> as he threw this guy. And that was their, you know, escape. But it's not still that easy they end up getting in the speeder you end up having a lot of fire coming and then you see yeah you see this lieutenant then you're going to give him his deal to show okay he is a pretty good fighter i mean Mm -hmm. he could at least handle himself he ends up being able to shoot a bunch of things sniper and all and you end up having this other bounty hunter on the speeder bike i mean you got a lot of things going on and then you find out that this pretty much is just to lead them to the falcon where you end up having Commander Beck just sitting there. Waiting for she, him. She actually seems a little too casual here. She's just sitting there. She's like perched looks like underneath under, there. That's yeah, weird. she's perched underneath. She's talking a little calm. You know, said, all right, when they get here, you know, lead them here. And when we when they get here, we'll take them. And, yeah, you end up where Han, Chewie, and the lieutenant show up. And you get the classic, like this hunk of junk. It's like, what? Like, this is the greatest. You have that Han, the classic with them, like, what with his hands up like he's, yeah, oh, he's man, always he's defending good. it yeah he's always and he says this we'll get out of here it, it looks because he says it looks like it needs to be towed and he's like believe me we'll get out of here this mm-hmm. is the millennium falcon and then all of a sudden commander beck comes out you also see some stormtroopers watching so they all come and surround them and pretty much they're done you know they're, they're going to be captured she does end up explaining all of the stuff going on, you'll be broken, you'll be executed, you'll be mm-hmm. you know, interrogated. We're here for this lieutenant, but you guys are going to be in trouble too. Han gives his blaster to a stormtrooper, says, I'll be taking this back pretty soon. Uh, and then they're just going to you know, put the, the bracers on them and they're going to get a transport and get out of there. Now, I will tell you that at this point, I don't know, I got a little confused about exactly what was going on just because Dahlia is hovering above, but the, the city has a dome. Yep. To and, keep the smog out. Yeah. And so polluted. she's yeah. there seemingly that the plan that Han will think, okay, well, she's there. I need to blast the deal down from the dome so she can come down and shoot it. It seems to be a stretch to know that that's the plan. And, oh, my God, she's up there. I'm like, I would think that she's up there. You know, pretty much talking trash. Like, look yeah, at me. How, I didn't yeah, get how, captured. Yeah, yeah. How did he see that? It's just, it, that's yeah. good eyes by Han. Yeah. And, and she, just the idea that maybe I thought you, she'd come down, you'd jump in her ship, but you can't leave the Millennium Falcon back. Mm-hmm. Well, you end up having Han then start a fight. Now, do you oh, think, man. do you think that Chewie knows the plan? 
because he really does throw Han like he is pissed. And and also, do you think that thwack, because what it is is Han's going to cause a distraction <laughs> by, you know, making believe that he's fighting with Chewbacca, the Wookiee, and now they're going to fight. Everybody's going to be all of it. Do you think that he hit him real hard there? Or is it like a, a tap? It I'm says giving like thwack. a half, half yeah. way, 50% power Chewbacca punch. And Chewbacca just goes nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, you can't calm him down. Is he away? Like, is he mad at Han? He's here probably or? unclear on all the details, but he gets the because gist of it. It ends up where he <laughs> does start. He's like, you know, Chewbacca's like, and like the magnetic shield is still up. Okay, he says, just follow my lead. So it, it appears Chewbacca's a great actor because he looks pissed. And he is rampaging through all of the storm. They should have put the cuffs on Chewbacca first, not the other. Yeah. The other. I mean, yeah. what's going on? And, and in fact, I mean, you really want to play it up, have a stormtrooper go to do it, and then Chewbacca flips out and gives him the Han and say, "You do it," just yeah. like in New Hope. But you end up where Chewbacca is going nuts. They're like stunning. Han goes, grabs his pistol, and then he starts just shooting everybody up. And that's when Shoots you end up shield. that he's shooting the shield generator there. And you end up, Dalia's ship is able to come down and pretty much blast everybody. So you can shoot a shield from the inside, but not the outside? I guess yeah, that's how I it guess. works. Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess you want to keep that shield. You don't want somebody to shoot I guess that's the, the definition outside. of a shield, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they end up doing that. They get on the Falcon, they get out, and now you have the idea that Dahlia has saved them. And it's like, you know, with Han, it's always going to be, now you owe me, I owe you, yeah, all that stuff going on. And they end up going up into space, see a bunch of TIE fighters and a Star Destroyer. Those they have to stay TIE away fighters. from the Star Destroyer, obviously. And they're just trying to fight through the TIE fighters while you end up, in my mind, getting back really quick. Up to that Star Destroyer from being shot up down on the planet deal. Yeah, how did she get up there so fast? She got up there quick. I mean, and I'm talking about the idea of then. Star Trek, she teleported up there? Yeah, Uh, Did she then board? Did she? At one point, you do see something that might be a, you know, teleporter, but it also seemed to be the engine or whatever for the tractor beam. But she's there and her buddy there and they, they end up, she's talking a lot of crap to the guy who's head of the Star Destroyer says, because she's like, put him in the tractor beam. Well, you know, with the tractor beam, we're going to have to do this. It's going to get the TIE fighters involved. They're going to end up being destroyed. Their ships can't hold that, all that. And she's like, I don't care. Like, no, they're going to die then. Yep. And so Han's in trouble. The big thing is they've already set the coordinates. They can get out of there. They can light speed out. And Dahlia can't. Her nav computer Damaged. is hit. Yeah. They have to wait for the auxiliary to come up. It, it's just to get the tension, but it makes sense. And Han's not leaving her behind. I mean, this is Han. He always screws people over, but never in a way, you know, he's not, he's not like Constantine at DC. Yeah. You know, he's <laughs> not going to screw you over royally and not care. He cares. It's just that's his life and the things he does. So you know that he's going to end up not going. You end up having this lieutenant, and the idea is what's more important, this rebel to get back to Princess Leia or your smuggling bartender friend, but Han's Mm -hmm. not going to leave it behind. So he ends up going, and this is where you end up seeing some of the cool maneuvers by Han and him thinking and knowing what the Falcon can do, but also what he can do because what he ends up doing, and we really point out, the tractor beam could do some damage. You know, if you end up 
not using it well, whatever. You can destroy other ships. I wasn't aware of that. I never, I've never seen yeah, that yeah, anywhere else. Weird. That's a cool guess, concept, though. Yeah, I guess it's because we never really had the idea that you had a tractor beam on something in the middle. Like, it would make sense. In the middle of a battle, you can't just tractor beam. Or it kind of gets really... You know, yeah. you can do anything it with it. It has to be it, like so. a calm, focused condition. Yeah, and I, and I like this where you also, it seemed forced at first, but I can go with it. The idea of what's going on here, how Han ends up going in the free fall. Mm-hmm. He hits the atmosphere of the planet. That already makes it so that the tractor beam's slipping. Mm-hmm. It's actually getting involved in the gravitational pull of the planet. All these things that it's it's not able to, you know, center right on the Falcon. But what he's doing and what Hun's doing and they realize and actually you end up having commander beck realize i i'm done i can't do anything is he gets down to the city and right near and he's in free fall still and mm-hmm. he's getting near that shield now at this point you end up having t- and again i said beck is not one she's not going to give up now again if you have say a emperor above you or a darth vader they don't take failure very easily. No. So you're going to be all out. But she even has the Star Destroyer enter the atmosphere where that already is like, really? Like, we're going to do all that for that ship? Mm-hmm. Like, no. And she's like, you know, do you want to listen to me or you want to be dead? And so they go in, but Han free-falling next to the shield ends up pretty much making it. If we end up putting the tractor beam down there, we are going to destroy that shield Probably the, the whole city. Yep. It, everything's going to be destroyed. And now, when she explains it about it and goes on, what she ends up doing here is she ends up pretty much going way over the top to explain, you know, exactly what's going to happen. These people are going to see it. They're not going to see the Millennium Falcon. It's too small. The last thing they see is the Star Destroyer just pretty much beaming down and destroying the city. That mm-hmm. will make people pissed. It'll spread. It'll make the rebellion. You know, get more sympathizers. Yeah, that, that, and that page with the city and the onlookers mm-hmm. and stuff is it's yeah. incredible. The perspective. It's awesome. Yeah, it's there. a spread page. And you see the city's big yeah. in there. And you see all these people looking up, including Lobot's cousin. I like Lobot's <laughs> oh, yeah, cousin. He's there. there. <laughs> he's the like, what's going version. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that's why you know it's not Lobot. He's tatted up. <laughs> Lobot told me <laughs> once that his body is a temple. Oh yeah, go. That is true. You end up having a lot of facial tattoos in my mind in the Star Wars universe. I guess once we go back uh, far, far away, uh, you end up being able to tat your face and not get made fun yeah. of. But yeah, you have the tatted face, Mike Tyson, Lobot. He looks concerned, and yeah, they have to pull up. They end up having to not do this because you know they may still get this one rebel, but they may end up making millions. So they end up, and she walks away back to hit the the wall and then go down on her knees and then that's where you see that next deal i'm like okay is that the tractor beam shutting down i i i don't know yeah what is that i guess it is i don't know and then i thought it looks like almost like it it would be the tractor beam but it also to me looks like it could be a teleporter i expected and or even like a hologram type deal where all of a sudden the emperor would pop up and say but Mm -hmm. you know she's upset I'd say her eyes are bulging, but she only has one. The only one is a <laughs> cybernetic one, right? Cybernetic one's bulging out. Yeah, look at that thing. It's Mad Eye Mooney. Uh, <laughs> and and so you, you end up having all that. And you still have to get the Millennium Falcon to pull out of this free fall. It stalls. It's not start. And then you end up having the, the engage with both Chewbacca and Han as they scrape 
the shield. Very, very uh, cinematic deal. And then they get out and, hey, let's finish this mission. The end. (laughs) The end. I wanted to see what happened. I wanted them to go back. Now, I guess this was just this mission. But I actually wanted to see more missions. I thought this was going to continue for a while. I thought that maybe the book had more to you know more to it than this but maybe uh, yeah i don't know how many pages the book was or how many chapters yeah because or... this was you know you know 60 80 page graphic novel deal mm-hmm. size um but I, I actually wanted more i was enjoying it enough that i actually really wanted more and we don't seem to be getting it so it's a shame but it just seems I'm... i mean he created this diversion where he went back down to the planet mm-hmm. just to let the other ship escape delia yeah yeah i mean that's a lot to risk i mean she could know and, and if yeah, she, had she blown gets up out. That city, yeah, and, but if she had blown up that city and he had, he had she, you know, I know, just disaster. for that, yeah, yeah just that's for that. crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's Han. He's <laughs> going on the seat of his pants. But uh, yeah, I liked it. I love the art. I it's thought the art was top notch. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, really good. Even like stuff that sometimes people don't like really concentrate on, like the Tie Fighter battle. Even when we first saw. The Millennium Falcon go into space and you see the Star Destroyer in the background. All the colors pop and then you get a really, really cool space battle. Everything going on. I really like the way they did it to you. Have, like the bigger panels with the ships and then little panels in between to have all the characters going. At one point, the lieutenant mm-hmm. even goes and he does the Luke Skywalker. He's in the, you know, the chair, the, the gun chair, ends up destroying some TIE fighters. So you get all that action while the tension is that Dahlia can't hit light speed so yeah i liked it i'm actually going to go up from what i was going to say i'm going to give it an eight eight out of ten for this one i did like the last one a little bit more but i think it was just because it was the setup and you were getting excited about everything we were seeing and stuff uh what would you give it i i'd say an eight too i think it's a little Mm -hmm. down from the last issue but not that much more i mean the art is still on par with what we were getting the story still i was looking at the shadowing and the coloring yeah just everything's incredible on this Yeah, I'm. I'm the attention even to like is... the idea where Han, it's a younger Han, but it looks great. It looks exact. I mean, yeah. it, it just looks so good. I'm saying younger. It's after New Hope, so it, but it's still they give even that little look that you can even say like, oh, that you know that deal from the solo movie still looks a little like like it's such a good combo of Han and Chewbacca looks incredible. Well, what what you'll find reading through that uh, Jason Aaron run. Is a lot of the faces on that are more like realistic, photo realistic yeah, almost yeah. for the art, and they don't do that in this, which I kind of like. I mean, it's sometimes yeah, I like it's, this. It's more it's a little creepy this, when you right? see the yeah the real yeah, photo realistic like faces. Those, those deep fakes, yeah, it's, deep that's fakes, what it is. Exactly. It's like Tupac on on the stage. It ain't Tupac. Yeah. you can't fool me. So yeah, you're reading a, a comic. I actually like a little more cartoony. Yeah, look a lot of times. In comics. I'm reading a comic. I, that's, I'm aware of this because it's it's, it's like cartoony, but not super cartoony, no. but just enough like to be still be a comic. Yeah. And it has gritty backgrounds, but it's got a lot of bright color. It's really good. It's yeah, really, yeah. If, 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 if people need to check this out for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I was going to say if you're in the comic shop, if you're still going to the shop or whatever, and you see it there, just page through it just to look at the art, and, and I'm sure you'll be impressed, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. You got to get this guy on the regular Star Wars comics. Yeah, really. I'm, I'm liking you know all of it. I I even you know I know that it's Greg Rucka wrote the novel, but the adaptation by Alec Worley. Uh, I, and that's where we said it's it's an adaptation by Alec Worley, but then it says translation. We, we still don't know what that is. We could talk all day about what the hell that means. 
We never really translation. looked into it, but yeah. yeah, so you have the translation deal. It's that Alec Worley's like, what's this thing called a stormtrooper? Well, he's and then he's Br- like, he's oh, let me British translate accent. for you. You got to do it with the British <laughs> Hello, accent. Hello, love, yeah. what's this? <laughs> and they're like, uh, that's a Wookiee. Oh, man, I don't know what that is. It's just a tall walking ape that a talks Yeti. to Han. Thank you for the tra- Thanks for the translations. And then you go. Yeah, so I, I liked it, though. I think people should check it out. Now we'll have to figure out what we're going to do next week because I don't think there's a book next week either. So uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure oh, yeah. something out, a one shot of something or, or whatnot. So we'll, we'll get that down. Maybe we'll do that one that explains there, C-3PO's red leg or whatever. Yeah, you're talking about nonsense. that. That's a good one. I remember reading that. It's okay. It was nonsense, but. Yeah, it's nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the, the robots kind of doing non robot things they made them a little bit too humanized in my mind as they were walking across deserts and things like that but that's mm-hmm. what robots do in the Star Wars universe walk across deserts so <laughs> we'll see we'll figure it out but yeah if you want to hear the first part of this you can go over to the patreon and listen to that patreon.com slash weird science what i'll probably end up doing is pushing that up in the feed again i'll re-release that with this one out oh, cool. so even people who might have missed it that are on the Patreon already, they can listen to both in a row and see that we counterdict ourselves or whatever. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I, I remember giving it a, a high eight score. Um, but now I'm worried. Maybe I gave it an eight, you, but I did like this. You might have like given this. it a nine. Yeah, we might have. It was good. Sometimes so, you get yeah. crazy with those nine, nine and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check this out then. And uh, yeah, and yeah. you can listen to on the Patreon. Yeah, check it out. So that'll be it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Matt, for joining me. And we'll figure out what we're doing next week. Next week.